from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Monday Drive. And we're off. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the thing is you got to clear the whole studio. It's sort of like between a double header. You know, when we've got these, when we have these shows back to back, you know, you have to clear all the talent out from one show and load it up for the next one. Although Carter had it solo, this looks like this looks like a flip of what it used to be. I mean, usually Dan and I would come in and there'd be a crowd that'd be leaving. I mean, with the interns and board ops and and what all. Um, but uh, but no, today. We've got a pretty full studio. Uh, it's it's my first and last day of the week here on the air because I've got a I've got a conference up in Nashville with the uh, uh, with the on campus job. Okay, two questions. Yeah. One, uh, what is the nature of the conference? It is the online learning consortium. Ooh, anything really anything conference related? You're I don't looking, know. Ooh, just just sort right. of. I mean, really, it's just sort of seeing how everybody else handles online teaching. And how it's presented and things well, yeah, like but, that. But anything you're excited about, you know, fr- from the conference directly, not necessarily going to Nashville or things. Just find, it's finding how, how some other people yeah. handle certain things that we try to handle. So, um, so introducing so that, new uh, tech yeah. and things like that, right. maybe. Well, that new art. tech and then dealings with um, everyone involved the, uh, the the students, the presenters, and and the folks that are uh, handling the production. Very cool. All right, and then the other question would be. What Nashville-related things are you looking forward to doing? And well, all right. If any of it's a surprise, then I don't want to make. No, you... no, 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 no. Uh, well, one thing right now is it's uh, it's going to be really interesting. All right, so we're going up tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night. All right, so I I had been thinking. All right, we we went to Nashville. Um, year was it last year? Or year before. Uh, and and made a few of the spots. I've been to Nashville just to like for ball games. Mm-hmm. Haven't really been there and had a chance to to do an awful lot of visiting. Had had a good friend that lived there uh, years ago. I've, I've been up there, but things have changed. So uh, when we went last time, we went to the Ryman. We the Grand Ole Opry didn't work out while we were there. Wanted to see a show there, but it wasn't. So maybe we'll do that. We went to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, we, we so so. We we went to a, a few of the events. All right, what I wanted to do this time, and it is tough, was uh, go to the Bluebird Cafe. Bluebird Cafe is a, a little spot, a little diner, and a strip mall, but it's where Garth Brooks, Taylor Swift were discovered. I mean, I mean, if you if you ever watch the series Nashville. Uh, that came on for a while. I mean, they, they did, they, they shot a couple of episodes there. And I mean, it's a place where there's great talent that's there all the time playing. So I thought, well, we'll it'd be great if we could go to the Bluebird Cafe. Yeah. And, and, uh, so I looked and it's interesting. Tomorrow night, they have two shows a night, one at six, one at nine. Um, but it's, it only seats 90. And that is including, entertainers and their guests right 
So, I mean, when the tickets go on sale, you better be ready. I mean, you better be online, ready to go. And, and I, I tried that. And, I mean, I, I got in, but there's obviously people, and I thought I was pretty fast. I was on campus on a T1 line. Right. I thought, I'm ready. I click, I want these two tickets. I want them here. I have to go down. And then you have to go and prove you're human. You have to do one of those CAPTCHA things. And it's like, man, that took me a minute to go, okay, there's a crosswalk. Uh, there's a crosswalk. There's a crosswalk. Verify. I'm human. Sold out. <laughs> I mean, I hit the thing and it was sold out. It's Gosh. like, great. That's a really hot ticket then is what you're saying. Oh, Blue yeah. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was largely in the dark about that. I knew the Opry, of course, and, sure. and we looked, and there is a date on the Opry where the Oak Ridge, where the Oak Ridge boys are, are playing, right? Uh, the, I think that's after we're there. It's after you're there, but I would, yeah, I think I, it's after we're there. I mean, that that's, and weren't we just? Might have been a conversation I had with somebody else. We were talking about the Oak Ridge boys being the background vocals on a song. Yeah, that was the other day. Uh, Paul, Paul Simon song. Yeah, I want, I want to say uh, there's there's a slip uh, sliding away. The, yeah, yeah, the Oak Ridge, the Oak Ridge boys are the back. Did you know about that, Brian? Oak Ridge Boys background vocals on Slip Sliding Away by Paul Simon. Uh, no, I did not know fat, that. Yeah, fat, uh, see, I didn't, I didn't know that either, and I used to read the back yeah. of albums. Right, and so, um, but they're, uh, they're at the, I knew about the opera, I didn't know as much about the, the, all right, the, the so, cafe. So, I, I called up there just to see, and I, I said, you know, I'd like some advice. I mean, we're coming in from out of town, and by the way, our anniversary is while we're up there. So it's like, it'd be really neat if we could get in and, and see something. And, and the girl, very friendly, she said, well, um, you know, you, you can, there, there is, there are a certain number of seats, about a dozen seats that are left that's going to be first come, first serve. And I said, and how early do you have to get there for that? And she goes, eh, pretty early. <laughs> so I was like, well, I don't know how, I don't know if that's going to work. She goes, but what you can do, she goes, just check back, just keep checking, you know, uh, every so often because some folks will, decide they can't make it and they'll cancel. Because when you go in the very first time, all you pay is a $4 reservation fee. So, I mean, so it, it it's set up so that well, if you can't go, it only costs you $4. Because they do not set these tickets up. These tickets cannot be resold. They're, they're going to be picked up there at will call at the Bluebird Cafe. Okay. So it's not like you can go to StubHub or anything else. All right, so was it Thursday, Friday? I think it was Friday. I'm just like I, I got in the habit of doing every time I'd open my uh, laptop or desktop, I'd just click on it and see. And there were four different shows, two on Tuesday night, two on Wednesday. Thursday night, it's closed for a private event, and we're coming back Friday during the day. So, I, so I'm looking, looking at Tuesday or Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, and I'm clicking back Wednesday, no, late show, no, early show, no. Tuesday, early show, no. Late show, oh, it said tickets. <laughs> and I, I went in, and there was one ticket. Oh. One ticket. And I'm thinking, do I get this one ticket? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's at a high table. Mm. Um, so so I'm thinking, well, well, what's it going to hurt? I mean, now, this is not a reserve. This is to buy the ticket. And the tickets are only twenty dollars. It's only a twenty dollar cover. Right. So all right, twenty dollars. I'm invested twenty dollars plus taxes and fees and stuff. But I have one ticket. <laughs> but this happens to be to the the second show tomorrow night, and it has one of the characters from the TV series Nashville, and a guy who's been in wow. lots of TV shows and movies. Uh, he was a member of the original. Whose line is it anyway? Over in England, then came, then toured with Drew Carey and his bunch. So he's a comedian, he's a singer, he's an actor. Charles Eston is his name. 
Uh, and, and I mean, he's a familiar guy. If, if you, if you look him up, he's playing. So I thought, well, my wife really liked the show. And Deacon was one of the cool characters on the show. So, uh, so okay, I've got the ticket. And now I've been clicking every like 15 minutes since that. Friday going, please God, be another ticket somewhere in the building. Cause it doesn't really matter. If we can get in, I'm sure we can work it out. Yeah. So, so today I called. I called back today, and I think I talked to the same sweet young lady who went, well, uh, I said, look, she's got one of the high, she's got a table at, a chair at the high table, sort of in the corner. I said, I could stand behind her. And she goes, no, the fire marshal only allows so many people in. Right. And I went, well, I'll keep trying, but I'm thinking, what do we do? We're going to go over there tomorrow night. And she's there's a ticket in her name. She can walk through the reserve line while I stand there in the other line, hoping I can get in. Yeah, yeah. Happy anniversary. <laughs> so yeah, well, fingers crossed. Yeah. So so there you go, Dan. That's 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 the first thing sure. we have planned uh, up in Nashville, other than the other than the conference. Brian Matthews. You can, you can also do spontaneous stuff in Nashville. Oh, absolutely. There's plenty. That's, that's there's plenty of great places to go. A city to know, explore. See, yeah. uh, oh, places yeah. to eat. Yeah. No no and, question and about that. You haven't been there. Like you haven't been exploring there in a no, while right no. so it's i mean yeah i think i think you should uh you should have hopefully the weather holds up and oh it looks have... like it's going to be warmer than it is here incredible the yeah. first chance of rain is friday i guess as we're headed back so i mean it's supposed to be like 85 nice. uh on wednesday so yeah it's going to be nice got to take some shorts as well so it's bill here in the studio one and only day this week dan brian matthews who uh who may make a curtain call make may make a return visit a little later on this week from AuburnSports.com. Brian, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Um, looking forward to what should be a fun week of portaling, and um, you know, yeah, we'll see, see if this baseball team can turn it back around. Oh here. yeah, that's that that's been tough. I mean, it's a, and it was a different way this weekend. Yeah, it was. The pitching was better this weekend, and Auburn couldn't get any runs in. Speaking of portaling, you know, I think we I think we all thought there would be more that had happened by now, but it's sort of been like a trickle into the portal at least compared to what we've seen over the last over the last year of uh, portal times yeah and i think that's partly due to its opening on the weekend when opening on the weekend and some and, and a lot of schools aren't done exactly. with spring yet and, and um you don't have to when a player asks or, or puts in his paperwork to transfer you have two business days right well the weekend's not a business day so you know yeah so it could be tomorrow before players that, right. that tried to fill the paperwork out Right, actually show up in the portal. Yeah, so so it's kind of a slow start here. Uh, Auburn has offered a couple of offensive linemen. Uh, they offered uh, what? No, you're, you're oh, good. okay. Uh, they offered um, Jaden Muskrat from Tulsa, mm-hmm. who you know, of course, Auburn got Dylan Wade from from um, Tulsa earlier. Philip Montgomery was a coach, at, uh, head coach at Tulsa for eight years. So he's certainly one to watch very closely, I think. And then yeah, he's an interior. They're, they're both interior guys. Yeah, I think um, I think Muskrat played some right tackle, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then Wyoming's Emmanuel Pregnon. Uh, he has a ton of offers. Yeah, he's, uh, he's he is be, a he is a big time. Both yeah. these guys have multiple years, right? Yes, they do. So that's that's another plus. You know, you're not not just getting a transfer in, but a guy who can come in and contribute to your program for two or three years, which is would be big. Well, what did you um What did you make of the two players that entered the portal since the last time we talked to you from Auburn, uh, Jeffrey Imba and Chick Dawson? Uh, starting with uh, 
Tavares Dawson, I would say that uh, that was kind of expected. You know, it's not the first time he's, he's entered the portal, I believe. And right. Pulled out the last time he did it. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think he was in Auburn's plans. So it was probably a good move for him to move on and find a, a place where he can start contributing. He hasn't played much over the last, uh, I think he's been here three years, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Two or three years. Um, this, well, this would be his third, yeah. yeah. I was talking with Justin Ferguson, and I was uh, I was predicting that maybe a reunion with Gus Malzahn could be in the cards because we've seen that with players that were recruited by or signed by Gus. Well, he wasn't really signed by Gus. Wasn't he mostly recruited by Gus, though? Uh, wasn't Probably, that, wasn't yeah. that that off? Because was was he, he's class of 21. He was, he was, right? signed, he was signed by uh, Kevin Steele, right? Right. He was a, tr- yeah. he was a true freshman in... Yeah. Harson's first year, right. so I think the bulk of his recruitment was done mm-hmm. under Gus Malzahn. We've seen Gus take back. Granted, those are mostly players that Gus actually signed, not players he recruited. But I would throw a. And isn't is Dawson also from Florida? Which which would also you know maybe we see him because I w- I would think he needs to. I agree with what what Brian just said. He needs to get on the field wherever wherever he lands, and and that's also true of the of the other player from Auburn uh, who went into the portal. And, and I'll let uh, Ju- Justin uh, or I'll let Brian go back to uh, talking about uh, uh, Jeffrey Emba. Uh, well, for Emba, I think that is a loss. I think he was the guy that was going to contribute. Uh, I think yeah, I think they were counting a, on him to be able to help them as a key backup or possibly even a starter. He's you know if if you went out there at practice, um, he stood out as maybe the best looking kid on the on the on the team as far as you know size and the way he can move. But um, I, I just think um, he wanted to go somewhere else. I, I don't know that there's a great reason for it. I haven't heard a great reason. I've heard a bunch of stuff about it. But um, yeah, he's going to transfer. Um, um, but Auburn fortunately brought in three transfer defensive linemen in the portal. They've got a JUCO All-American that's going to report at the end of May, and they signed some pretty good high school players. So I think they're going to be okay there. I'll throw, I mean, two possibilities with Jeffrey Ambaugh that come to mind immediately. I guess I guess three. One, he could go somewhere where he's slated to get a lot of playing time. Which I mean, you can say he was in. He was he was looking like he was going to be in the rotation on the Auburn defensive line, but there was a question of how much Jeffrey was going to play. I, th- I think it would have been great to see him fulfill his potential this year uh, for Auburn. I wonder if he's going to end up in a bigger city just because he, he does... See, I was thinking that too. Okay, yeah. I just I wonder if he's yeah. someone who might be craving a slightly more metropolitan yes. uh, experience, yes. and so maybe we'll see Jeffrey Emba uh, ch- choose to uh, play college football in a place with... Uh, you know, m- maybe he's someone who, who cares about nightlife and yeah. fashion and fine He definitely cares about and, fashion. And, yeah, yeah, like sure. That. And, so and that's, that's kind of my theory, too. I haven't heard anybody tell me that, but that's kind of a little theory I have. That well, I mean, neither one of these guys, it, it, it was more of a, I think it was more of a surprise, perhaps, with, with Jeffrey, since we had a, uh, we were talking about this Friday, Brian, the fact that, that we were able to talk with him just a couple of weeks ago. I think gives you an idea that they weren't expecting him to leave or they were hoping that he wouldn't leave. Right. But both these guys, there, there was a lot of uh, buzz around Jeffrey, uh, you know, back in the fall, yeah. uh, back in the early, earlier portal that he might enter. You know, I'd seen, you know, he'd, he'd uh, posted a couple of things on social media that made it seem like he was saying goodbye. Right. And then he decided to stick around. And good for him. I mean, I, I think it's a good idea for players to go ahead, especially when there's a coaching change, to see how things go. With the new staff, but uh, yeah, Chick Dawson had entered the portal, had come out. Uh, I don't think we're done seeing Auburn players going in, but uh, those those are a couple that probably shouldn't have been dare- very difficult if you look at you know just some some signs from earlier. Big big cities also tend to have a larger 
population of the African diaspora, which you know, uh, with Jeffrey may may appreciate. You know, a big, bigger collection of, of folks from around the world tend to tend to uh, group together in in big cities. Like you know, we could see what Miami or Atlanta or Los Angeles. You know, on on the table. You know, I, I think that yeah. that came to mind too. I also threw out for Jeffrey maybe a reunion with Nick Eason. Because he's spoken really highly of mm-hmm. the defensive line coach that recruited him to Auburn, and I would wonder if there's a door open, especially since Jeffrey can't stay in the SEC, uh, as far as we know, uh, unless he's got his degree. You know, or he he would have to skip next season, right, Bill? If if Jeffrey yeah, tried to sit out next year, if, if he tried to, if he tried to stay within the conference, maybe if he wants to stay within Big Time Football, if there's a path to Clemson, yeah, uh, that that might be there for his uh, former defensive line coach. Because seems like a lot of the guys who played for or were recruited by Nick Eason uh, speak highly of them when the uh, when the subject comes up Ryan yes absolutely and you know he is a terrific coach and person and I enjoyed getting to know him for the year he was here in Auburn yeah so we'll, we'll talk more about that we've got quite a bit to get to Bill Dan and uh, Brian Matthews here in the studio drew at the controls and hour number one of the drive Brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. They're also the sponsor of our hotline. Love for you to join in. And the first person that would like some baseball tickets, call the uh, hotline 334-321-1390. We've got a pair of tickets for tomorrow's Auburn-Samford game. You can also text us. Oh, that's right. Three three four five six. Well, I didn't. I realized. I thought. Well, they could text us for the tickets too. Well, I thought there was more. Yeah, I thought there was more coming on baseball. There. You can also text the show three three four five six four eighteen forty on the drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which is available. However, you listen to podcasts. Search for your favorite. Uh, podcasting platform, search for The Drive with Bill Cameron on your favorite podcasting platform, or go to uh, ESPNAU.com or uh, RadioAlabama.net and use the Podcast Center. That's all presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Shout out to Derek and the rest of the gang at Southeastern Industrial Contractors for their continued patronage of the show. And I believe that the phone has beaten the text. Is that the right? Tickets. Yeah, the first pair is gone. We'll have some more for later on. We'll get to our first break here this afternoon. Stick with us here on the Monday Drive. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews, Drew at the controls. Love for you to join in. Um, anything on your mind, sports-wise? You want to? What do we want to talk next? You want to talk baseball since it's going on right now, and then we can get to basketball portaling in a little while. Yeah. What were your your big takeaways from from this weekend? I mean, it started. started Tom, Tommy Tommy Vale yeah. Tommy Vale with with about as good a start as yeah. Auburn's had just since Joseph Gonzalez first start. Yeah, it's exactly what Auburn needed to start a series, right? They yep. finally got that. You know. Was it six innings? Six plus, yes, yeah. yeah. Six, finally, finally six got, shutout. Got a nice lead. Um, Made I, it a little scary there in the ninth. The tie runs at the plate. Auburn had an eight nothing lead going to the bottom of the ninth. That might have been a sign that well, well, the rest I, of the series. I kind of wondered as I was watching that, did Auburn just lose momentum for the series? I thought so. I was worried yeah. about that Friday night, yeah. and then the bats just disappeared they from really that did. point on. 
Credit I mean, Alabama's pitching. Yeah. But well, I thought Saturday was terrible. I mean, Alabama started a guy who was coming back from an injury, or, or I think it's an injury. Yeah. And and he was on a limited um, pitch count, and Auburn's up there swinging at you know the first and second pitch every time, not working the count, not not you know, not having good approaches. I just thought I, I just could not believe what I was seeing, to be honest with you. And I, I think that guy was able to go five innings with one hit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, no hit. It was it, no hit. No the, hit. Yeah, through no hit through, Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that, that you know, they, they tried to mount a little comeback there late, but it wasn't Scored enough. one in the seventh, one in the ninth, yeah. and lost four to two. Yeah. And then yesterday, took a one nothing lead early, and then just did nothing else yeah. offensively the rest of the game. Yeah, it was just um, more bad approaches. You know, I just, it's just hard to... I mean this team. This this team is is really scuffling. I mean they're yeah. really struggling right now. Yeah. I mean, and and I mean that was Alabama's first series win of the year. Yep. Uh, Auburn, you know, has now lost three straight series. Yep. We're midway through the conference, yep. and this was a stretch. You know, Auburn's in a stretch where it appeared they had an opportunity to make up some ground. You know, last week, this week, and I mean the the past two weekends. Right. And and this weekend, a vital stretch, as we were calling it before yeah, the A and M series. And Auburn's gone two and four. And right. I think Mississippi State has won five of six. That's yeah, the they're playing time. much better now. Yeah, so set a uh, set an attendance record this weekend. Two hundred. You guys saw, it, saw that I actually around. watched the the last part of that game. That was incredible atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, really they, was. They, they bro- broke sixteen thousand, I yeah. think, for the first time in their history. I mean, there are there what the A's aren't breaking. I know aren't aren't coming I close. Know. To sixteen thousand, yeah, the and, A's or the Marlins, the Marlins, or, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a couple teams that are, you know, they're, they're playing in in uh, ghost town arenas right now, and, and yet Starkville, Mississippi, it, it, things are humming, and yeah, it's a that's a dangerous series this weekend because Auburn. We'll, we'll talk with Justin Kirby. We will uh, we'll, we'll do Tiger takes in hour number two, and get some thoughts from the Auburn outfielder after a uh, yeah a, a tough series in Tuscaloosa. Auburn's got to bounce back and, and get ready to take on uh, Mississippi State. Yeah, so um, hopefully getting a little closer to getting Joseph Gonzalez back, but Auburn just doesn't need to you know bury themselves. I mean, they, they really almost have to win the series this weekend uh, so that they can you know avoid just falling uh, out of – you know, out of the picture for the SEC tournament. Yeah, it's it's um, it's tough, but then again, it's baseball and things can turn around quick, right? Right. Again, um, like I said, you're halfway through, so you got 15 right. more conference games. Right. And we've I've I've covered an Auburn team that started out was it 0 and nine, 0 and nine, and then one I forget how many. Yeah, they went 15 and 15. Yeah, yeah, went so 15 just, and six. You just never know sometimes. So, um, but it is kind of concerning that you finally get some good pitching and then your your offense collapses the same weekend. So. Hopefully they can all get that together. Joseph Gonzalez could potentially turn return not this week, but for next week at South Carolina. And of course, South Carolina is absolutely destroying the baseball right now. Mm-hmm. I think they lead the country in home runs. So, if you ever wanted to have a sinker ball pitcher back on your staff to start or to pitch, that would be the series you want him back for. I don't know how long he'll be um, ready to go at, at this point in the season without having pitched since February. But uh, uh, at least there's more. Um, potential good things on the horizon for this pitching staff. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you look in the East is really. I mean, East has four teams that are at least that have at least ten wins here at the midway point. Yeah, and uh, the only team in the West that uh, that is there is Arkansas is eleven and four. 
But, uh, yeah, Auburn's got their work cut out for them. But, again, there's plenty of time. But they need to get it. They need to get it right. They need to yeah. be, you know, do something to build some confidence and build some momentum. And, you know, there were some other positive things. Zach Crotchfelt had his best, I thought, appearance, or, or maybe going back to early in the season when, mm-hmm. when, when he had some nice non-conference appearances. But uh, I thought he really looked um, in charge on the mound and really, really went after the Alabama hitters when he was in there. Uh, really impressed with how he threw the ball. Uh, Herbert Holtz was pretty good early, yes. you know, had a nice early start. on. Yeah. Had a really nice start, I thought. Mm-hmm. And uh really liked what I saw from him. Um, I know Sheehan hasn't thrown that well since he's come back, but it's just good to have him back, and you feel like a veteran like him is going to find it, right, eventually, maybe, yeah, and, and help yeah. out a little bit, too. So you can see some positive signs from the pitching staff. But, um, and, you know, maybe uh, last weekend was just, a you know, a small setback for the lineup, and they'll get it back going again this weekend. We'll see. Well, I mean, they'd had what, uh, including the Friday night game, it was 13 or 14 straight games with at least five runs scored. Yeah. So you know that they've got Very the capable. they've got the ability yeah. to to hit the ball. Yep. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Bill, Dan, and Brian here on the Monday Drive. To the drive. The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390, toll free at 888 382 7502, or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Monday afternoon. Uh, we, we heard from our uh, a uh, fairly regular ticket benefactor that there is a an, another pair of tickets available and this one for a parent and child he was giving me all this a father son a father daughter daughter it's 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 hilarious <laughs> my phone is my phone is taking notes and and it's writing words but these <laughs> sentences i don't think that's what i'm saying Stop. My phone. I I accidentally hit something and crazy stuff happens sometimes. I just I, I just sent I just sent I a text. I just sent, I, I just sent a, a text uh, that that had I have no idea what on it. I didn't mean to. Anyway, yeah. So so it had said a father son father daughter mother son mother daughter. Why don't we say a parent and a child? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we got we have a parent and a child that are interested in going um, to to the uh, to the uh, Samford game tomorrow night. You can call in three three four three two one thirteen ninety, 
and uh, we will get you a set up. 334-321-1390. That is the Kia of Auburn hotline. All right, let's uh, talk a little basketball uh, Portling. Uh, well, okay, that's right. We we need to get to the phones first. Then we'll get to that. So let's talk to Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, can you guys hear me okay? We have you just fine. Great. Just a quick question, and I'll hang up and listen to to what you have to say. Um, Joseph Gonzalez, do we know what, what the issue is with him? The last thing I heard was um, structurally he, he was fine. Does that mean he's having discomfort? Yes. I guess my thoughts are if, if if the football team was having discomfort sitting on the bench over there, we couldn't field a team. Well, it's so, two different things. Though, it's, right? Yeah, it's different yeah. when it when it's, it's a discomfort in your shoulder, shoulder back area, right, right for a for a pitcher. Um, but he has been looked at a couple times. They found no yeah by Doctor Andrews. Right, right. No structural damage, so they keep resting it and hoping that when he gets back on his you know his his uh pitching and, and starting to stretch it out stuff he doesn't feel that pain anymore so yeah and they thought you know they thought he was about to come back early on everything seemed fine he did some light tossing he threw on flat ground it seemed all right then he got back on the mound and when he threw it started bothering him and butch thompson is not going to take a chance right with uh, with one of his pitchers be because his future yeah, yeah he, he he has a future in professional baseball Okay, well, I was I was just curious. Oh, no, no, I understand. Baseball is, is different. I, I just so I'm guessing then that pitchers don't play through it or whatever the well, technology. No, play. no, not 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 in a long, long time. I mean, yeah. years and years ago, before you know anyone had ever discovered the ulnar nerve or Tommy John surgery or things <laughs> like that. You'd you'd hear stories of pitchers that threw their arms out, or you know uh, they'd try to pitch through it, and now they they would have to change completely. But what it does, it just leads to you're just uh, worsening generally the injuries and can cause damage to uh, to other things trying to overcompensate. Right. Understood. Okay. Well, I said I'd hang up and listen, but anyway. Oh, no problem, so Tom. Hey, thanks for calling. You know, another thing, too, is I, I, I can remember situations where a, a pitcher has discomfort. They check him. It's okay. He tries to come back. There's more discomfort. They check him. He's okay. And then, you know, several weeks later, they finally figure, oh, there is some right. sort of structure there. It's that something that, that can't, be, right. can't be easily discovered. And right. it has to, you have to go, it, you know, seems like you almost have to re-aggravate it to the point where, oh, there's the problem. Right. That so, type thing. But, I, mean, I hope that does not but I mean, Joseph. But. but when you're as precise, I mean, the thing is, Joseph Gonzalez is a guy that, that can throw everything where he wants to throw it. And as you said, I mean, he is a great, a great at ground balls. He can strike people out, but, you know, he's, he's uh, been more of the, you know, why throw extra pitches if I can get out? Exactly. Did we have some? Did we have a? Uh, I texted you the. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I will forward that uh, to to our ticket person. We're good. All right. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety said we'd uh, talk a little basketball, and uh, Auburn has indeed. Auburn has added one player through the basketball portal, and that's a that's a big one in Denver Jones, and they're looking at others, Brian. I mean, there's no question that process is definitely. Um, Moving and Auburn, it seems like every day or so we we learn of someone else that Auburn at least has contacted. Yeah, uh, they are definitely going to add several more players to this roster through the portal. Um, they've done a great job getting Denver, their their top 
um, targeted at that two position who can also play a little point if needed. Uh, they're looking for a three. They're looking for a four, maybe a five possibly or four five type guy. They're so, waiting on a decision from Allen, I would presume, right? Just because it feels like Allen would announce something if he was I think doing it. I'm assuming that, though. I think like, they know what Allen's going to do, but they are waiting for an official announcement. I've, but I, I can't say that positively. Like the draft deadline's this week, it's, isn't it? No, the draft deadline's not until May 11th, isn't it? I thought the NBA. Dra- I thought the NBA draft. I thought the draft. What's May eleventh? Oh, that's the end of the. That's portal. the end of the portal. That's think, the end of the. Portal. I think the NBA. Maybe it's. I think players with college eligibility remaining, and maybe it's different for seniors who can elect for an extra COVID year. I don't know, but I thought the deadline for players to announce that they're in the NBA draft was coming up very soon, and then you've also got, like you said, Bill. There's the end of the portal in May. There's also the. Uh, the, the deadline to drop out of of the NBA draft, which is uh, is later in May, if you've if you've declared for it, you, you can you have I think until the end of May uh, to withdraw. So so it's not necessarily a final, but what Brian? I was going to say they have added him to the twenty three twenty four roster, which he was not on. The yeah, roster. he wasn't that early in the day, and then later on there was a big flurry because he wasn't on the roster. Right. Whenever Wednesday, I didn't, or I didn't Thursday they morning, back something on, like that's that. That's a pretty yeah. important development for Auburn either way. I'm not yeah. not not adding him to the roster, but what Alan Flanagan eventually decides to do is important because if he's back, you would you would imagine that he's going to be playing 25, 30 minutes a game for for this team. And if he's not back, I mean, do they have? I mean, I mean, who, who else is? They got to go to the portal. Exactly, it's Chris I mean, Moore. They got to go find some folks. Right. I mean, maybe you can play Jalen at the three some more. We've we've talked about that before. Depending on what else you have at the four and the five, but I imagine that without now now Devin Cambridge is someone who plays the three, and he's taking a visit to Auburn. Uh, isn't that isn't that this week? Yeah, uh, I believe so. Yeah, I believe Devin Cambridge would be. In, uh, in, I, th- I think he could come in, and, but I don't think he's your starting three. They're looking for. I think they would like to get Devin to come back and be a sixth. Type six man type guy, and then maybe find a starter at three, assuming that Alex yeah, so moves on. It, it'll be interesting to see if Auburn ends up at the top of Devin's list. Yeah. Is there Matthew Cleveland news since the last time I we have not seen anything on him? There's been an awful lot of speculation, and some people jumping to the gun, uh, jumping the gun uh, on that. There's, I don't know that I've seen that he has visited anywhere yet. Not that I know of. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get him in. There's yeah. no question about that. He's as uh, coveted a property as there is. Absolutely. Now, Ben Middlebrooks stopped by when you talked about four and five. Right. And he is from... Um, it's a Clemson transfer, Clemson, right? right? Right, right. And he's not an impact guy, right? But he's a guy that can be uh, fill-in minutes, you know, be a great backup, do some of the dirty work you need. Um, and, and I don't think he's a guy that would... You know, scare Jalen Williams from coming back, which is important to them. I think. I think they're expecting Jalen to come back. And I think they want him to come back. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. The number to dial. As I believe we are uh, not now. Are we? Are we? We've given away some of the baseball tickets. Yeah, we have. We've given away our baseball tickets. Okay, we've given away the baseball yep. tickets. Congratulations <coughs> to our winners. Do we have names of winners? We want to. Uh, we want to shout out Drew. Who, who won our? Uh, who won our tickets? Uh, Do you know? Anthony and Shane. Anthony and Shane. Anthony and Shane, congratulations. They'll watch the Auburn baseball team tomorrow. Might have more tickets uh, later on in the week. or uh, Oh, yeah, or they very well may have some for the for the uh, conference series against Mississippi State. And it's Bark in the Park tomorrow, so bring your pup. Yeah. 
And then, of course, a couple... A as couple, long as it's controllable. Right. A couple, couple of weeks <laughs> from now, we've got LSU coming to town. That's going to be such a busy weekend here in Auburn. Auburn baseball hosting LSU. You've got graduation ceremonies that weekend. Cinco de Mayo is that weekend and and so it's uh, you know it could could be a uh, could be a fun one uh, there there and I've already had some people reach out to me about LSU tickets which suggests to me that that's a uh, that that, that could that's going to be a yeah busy busy weekend hot ticket in a couple of weeks all right uh, let's see the uh, so so Middlebrooks is someone that's that's a possibility uh, what about the uh, UAH um, player. Um, You're right. oh, I don't, I'm not sure. There's, there's, there's a six, there's a six, seven guy from you from uh, Cheney Al- Johnson, I believe. Yeah, is Johnson okay, right, is yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, now he had a pretty good game against Auburn in the exhibition, right. and uh, he entered the portal. And it appears that everybody, I mean, Auburn, Alabama, I mean, and schools all over are after this young man. Yeah, and he would be a great addition too. I don't I don't know much about him, so I don't really have a He's a, he's a guy that played four uh 6 7 matched up pretty well against Jalen there in the uh in the exhibition against Alabama Huntsville. So I mean, that's a possibility as well. So I mean, they're out there. There are options. Yeah. yeah, they're they're out there looking for these guys. Basketball, we we talked about it a little last week, Brian. It it appears basketball, you want to get them your place as soon as you can. Right. Because you're seeing a lot of players they make that visit. They like it. They go ahead and sign. Yep, it's one or two visits and they're out. And that's a lot the same way in football <coughs> a lot of times too. So I wonder though, at football, it seems like these guys aren't in as big a hurry because it's not like okay, spring practice is pretty much done at a lot of places. Um, I think, especially for some of the players, if they're not familiar with that school or that part of the country, they're going to take a few visits. And and are we are we now in the unlimited? Is is that now or is that starting this fall? You talking about official visits? Yeah, it's, I think it started for this twenty four class. So that means any anybody can take as many visits as they're offered. Yeah, but what do you think of that? See, I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal because I think most kids and their families get tired of these official visits after a while. Um, it's because it's a lot. That traveling is a whole lot, right? It wears you out. So I, I just don't see kids taking a whole bunch of official visits. Okay, I was just I was just imagining. That, uh, you know, somebody's going, oh, let me see how many different schools I yeah. can go to I mean, all summer and fall. There might be some that, t- I, I, well, I think what? this is helpful as this. Let's say you take four official visits uh, in June and you commit and then the head coach is fired. And then there's leads. coaching changes or right. things like that. And then you want to take two official visits in December. Well, now you can do that, right? That would be six total. That's the way I see that this helps out a little bit. I just... And, and plus, I mean, you've got the official visit period basically into May and June. Mm-hmm. And then you've got another, well, I guess you can officially visit during the season, too. But most of the visits are taken after right. the season in, in December. But I, and I do think it helps, too, um, getting kids on campus during the season if that's something you want to do. If, if there's a kid from California recruiting and you want him to come to Auburn um, on an official visit. And but you still only have 56, though. Schools don't have any extra. Right, but... You got a maybe a guy that you don't have much of a chance with. You go ahead and bring him in. Maybe, I, I don't know. It's That's what like I was. What I was wondering. It seems like if you're going to say players can take as many official visits as they want, but you're limited to 56. What yeah. I was thinking is that some of the top schools, this is going to discourage them ever recruiting projects or you know the I'm being the, very the careful the about yeah. who gets an official visit because you're not going to waste an official visit on them. It's kind of like an offer and then an offer. 
right? Mm-hmm. Some kid, a lot of kids get offers, but not every kid has a offer they can commit a to. A committable offer, right? Right. right. So. All right, we'll get to our final break here of hour number one. Wide open, anything on your mind, sports-wise, here on this Monday edition of The Drive. You're live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final segment of hour number one here on the Monday Drive. Bill, Dan, Brian, Matthews. And, uh, yeah, anything you want to talk about sports-wise? Braves looking like the best team in baseball at the moment, I would they, say. They really are. Really, really playing Tampa well. Bay, swept, Tampa swept Bay has an excellent series. Tampa Bay has an excellent argument. Uh, Blue Jays played pretty well against Tampa. Blue, Blue Jays played well against Tampa. I mean, so so it's I, I think that the at, at the moment... It's uh, early. It's you're, very early. You're 10% done with the season. Exactly. Done. We're one I mean, lap in you, of, you know, of 16. It, when a team that is supposed to be good is playing well, that uh, that can just be a sign of things. But just because a team gets off to a slow start, ask the Phillies last year. I mean, ask the Braves the year they won the championship. Right. The Braves were, right. uh, you know, people thought the Braves might be sellers at the deadline with, with Noah Cunha a couple of years ago. They, they make the right moves. And uh, uh, speaking of the Braves, they get Max Freed back tonight. Yeah, uh, nice, uh, uh, nice, nice start for uh, for the for the Braves. After lot, a, yeah, eight, a lot of guys who've been out are starting to come back. Has he been out since opening day? Yes, he, he exited opening day with mm-hmm. uh, with, with the injury concern, and uh, after taking some time off, he is back. So, say, uh, look, I, potential. I'll throw it out there. Potential NLCS preview. Braves, Padres, Braves. Braves would like to make up for what the Padres did to them in Atlanta. And you, and you know, I believe this is, I believe this is the final meeting between these two teams. Wow. Until, unless wow. they meet in the how, postseason. How about that? So, so maybe yeah, Braves, Padres for uh, for the last time for a while. So the Braves get to least. miss Fernando Tatis, and the uh, who, who is back later this week. Yeah, uh, he for, is. Fernando Tatis. You see, it's hit six homers and twelve at yeah. bats three, in the minors. Three of them in one game uh, in, in the minors, just absolutely destroying the ball and uh, and, and salsa dancing uh, up and down <laughs> up and down the, uh, the the base paths there for uh, for the El Paso. Uh, team and the, uh, the it's, it's sort of, it's it's sort of funny, uh, just listening to fans of other teams talk about those players. Yeah, Braves fans have no use for Tatis. He's a, he's a showboat, but Ronald Acuna is just enjoying. Oh, himself. let the kids play. I mean, really, let the kids play. If they're doing it for your team, let them do it for others. I'm a, I'm a big. I mean, sure. No, no, no. If your issue with Tatis has to do with his suspensions. No, I think that's, that's true. That's that's a little bit different. I mean, he, this is a guy who is uh, uh, serving a performance enhancing drug use uh, suspension at the moment. That's why he's not back uh, yet. He, it's it's uh, an eighty game suspension. I think that he he's, mm-hmm. he's serving twenty games of uh, to start uh, this season after missing. What would another one be? Is another another one's a season? I think another yeah. one's a full one sixty two. And then one more is career. I think there's a th- is there a three year ban between one and and career or is it is? I th- thought it was. I thought, I thought it there was eighty. A full year and done. Well, you got it. Yeah, got, I mean, it is baseball, and he should be three strikes, and you're at. And I believe he, <laughs> I, I believe he acknowledged that. I mean, I, I think it had to do with a tainted supplement or something. I don't know how much Tatis has actually acknowledged that that he's a, uh, uh, you know, what 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 
you know how much rule breaking he has actually acknowledged with with regards to his suspension. Speaking of uh, potential playoff previews, Mets Dodgers uh, as well, which which is you know a little bit less likely than the Braves. And yeah, the Padres. both of those both those teams are uh, struggling a little Absolutely. bit. Mets trying to find healthy pitchers. Dodgers just uh, hanging around the five hundred mark. Just dropped a series to the Cubs after a questionable ninth inning, Bill. A questionable ninth inning for the Dodgers against the Cubs. We were talking about it off well, the air. When, when you don't get those calls at home, that's that's what's really okay, bad. Okay, I don't want to sound I don't want to sound too much like a fan here. In the ninth inning of yesterday's Dodgers Cubs game, the Cubs brought in reliever Brad Boxberger, who struck out three Dodgers to earn the save. Gave up a single. He was credited with three gave, strikeouts. Gave, gave up a single to Mookie Betts <laughs> along the way. When I say. That all three of the called strike threes. Yeah, they weren't swinging strike threes. Yes, not one of them. Three called strike threes for Brad Boxberger in the ninth inning against the Dodgers. All three of them were well out of the strike zone. Like all three of them were not. And and I to to make sure I wasn't losing my mind, I showed it to Bill this morning. No, you did, and uh, you're absolutely right. The the a couple of them were. I can't believe it. A major league umpire is going to call that a strike. Jason, especially Hayward. on on Freddie Freeman. Okay, well, Jason Hayward, for the last out. Jason Hayward drew a three-one count and then took two balls that were well, well inside. Strike three was better than strike two. Right. So if you're so if you take strike two, you can't take sure. that next one. Sure. Some of it's on the hitters. For, once for, once you know, once you but, see a pitch in a certain place called a strike. You better try to protect but, the play. Yeah, j- just a, uh, a a memorable ninth inning there to uh, to, to let the Cubs uh, take the, uh, the that allowed the Cubs to take the series in in Los Angeles. So those are still, like you said, Bill. It's early, and those are two of the more talented teams in the National League. Yeah, what's the to... what's the old phrase? You know, you can't win a pennant in April, but. They say you can lose one, although we've seen teams really get off to bad stuff. There's a couple teams in the National League that I think have already lost the pennant, right? A couple of them that feels like, you know, it's, it's the Nationals. Is it, oh, is yeah, it, the Nationals. The Nationals had lost it before they stepped on the field for the first game. That's one of the – I mean, Florida's plucky, right? I mean, because the, the Marlins can uh, – uh, you know they, they can pitch well, and they've had seasons where they're dead in the water after twenty games, mm-hmm. and then sure enough, there they are in the World Series. But and you're, and you're right; those teams could also pitch when that ended up happening. But a hey, uh, yeah, difficult start for for Miami's offense. But they've uh, they've they've got a couple pieces that can scare you too. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That's the Kia of Auburn hotline. We need to get to our top of the hour break. Halfway done here on the Monday Drive. Come on in and join us. WGZZ HD3 Waverly and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is SportsCenter. 
I'm Christine Lisi. The Eagles' top offseason priority, a long-term deal for quarterback Jalen Hurts, is done. The team and Hurts agreed on a five-year, $255 million extension, $179 million guaranteed. He becomes the highest-paid player in the history of the NFL in terms of average annual value. The Eagles also gave him the first no-trade clause in franchise history. It's now on to other matters for Philly. Notes ESPN's Lewis Riddick. Now it's just getting on with the business of turning their attention to the draft, continuing to build out this roster, find some defensive help, make sure that they're shored up at running back, and trying to make another run at it. They brought back some of their veterans, guys like Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox wanted to come back, Brandon Graham wanted to come back. They feel like they're right there on the cusp. They were just a few plays away from winning the Super Bowl. Opening night, Stanley Cup playoffs, Bruins captain Patrice Bergeron, game-time decision against the Panthers with an upper body injury, 7.30 Eastern ESPN-TV. MRI on the injured back of Bucks star Giannis Antetokounmpo came back clean. He'll continue getting treatment. The team will continue to monitor him. Game two of the first-round NBA playoff series against the Heat is Wednesday night. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Make sure your family is well taken care of with life insurance. Protect your phones, laptops, and more with electronic device insurance. And cover your furry friends with pet health insurance. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. The Monday Drive, Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from Auburn Sports Dot com here in the studio drew at the controls and we'd love for you to join in anything you want to talk about sports wise on this monday and hour number two of the drive is brought to you by the good folks at the orthopedic clinic east alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in auburn and opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com and how can you get in touch with us well you can call us on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And that number is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to podcasts. You go to your favorite podcasting platform and search for The Drive with Bill Cameron or go to RadioAlabama.net or ESPNAU.com, and use the Podcast Center. That's all presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Hour number one, we uh, we, we talked uh, about the football transfer portal early on. And, Brian, I guess I, uh, I was mistaken. I thought, oh, wow, you're going to open the doors, and it's just going to be an explosion of players entering the portal, and there'd be some players that had already decided where they're going by now. Yeah, and um, it hasn't quite happened yet. However, I do think, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to be an explosion or not, but I think it's coming. And um, I, I think some things have kept it from really exploding so far with it starting on the weekend, with schools having two business days before they actually have to put a player in the portal, um, technically, and then with so many spring games still going on or spring practices happening, uh, more spring games this weekend, and then 
some, um, you know, that final weekend of the 29th. So that's going to make it tough for any kids that are at those schools that are to say in spring to, you know, make a decision to get in the portal. Well, the thing is, at least you don't have to make a decision by the time the portal closes. You just have to be in it. So if they play a game on the 29th, you're probably going to see some things like we see at trade deadlines, some announcements that come out after April 30th, because that's on a weekend as well. So if a player plays in a spring game on April 29th, decides he want to go in the, wants to go in the portal, as you mentioned earlier, sometimes that can take a couple of days for all the paperwork and everything to get officially filed. And so it could be May, you know, it, it, it could be May 1st or 2nd. Yep. Before you hear about some of those players, but but fortunately for them, they don't have to have a decision by then. They just have to be in. They don't really have to have a decision until classes start in the fall. That's right. Yeah, I'm waiting to see how much more activity we have outgoing from the Auburn football team because these are players who now got to experience a spring practice under Hugh Freeze. Most of the roster was signed by a different coaching staff, whether it was Gus Malzahn or Brian Harson. And uh, we've had two players jump in. We had a, a couple of players announce their intentions beforehand. Cam Brown, uh, you know, was a, gra- a, a graduate transfer who, who already, you know, made it clear he was going to to, uh, to to UT Chattanooga, and you know, his recruitment was a you know was already done before the portal via you know because because he has his degree. But uh, no, it's. Uh, that, that's, uh, you know, who, who else from Auburn, any position groups, any players where we think, you know, that they've got a path to playing time this year and well, the th- thing they, is, they may elect to go somewhere else. I, th- I think there's, a, is, is there any, Brian, is there any group you think of where, or, well, or, or, what do no, you think? I was going to say, beforehand, would you have said Emba and, and Chick Dawson? They probably wouldn't have been at the top of your list because where you look is you look at guys further down the list. You look at, at players that... You know, now Dawson does sort of fit in that it's his third I might year, have, I might and he was guessed, a backup. I might have guessed but, Dawson if I tried to, you know, if if I was going to single out names but, potentially. Emba surprised me. Yeah, but I mean, I think you know most you know most areas that we were looking at were were different positions. We were looking at you know the 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 high number of players in the secondary or the. Uh, uh, offensive line where Auburn's been looking for offensive line and looking for backup, some guys that may be further down the line. It's, um, you know, maybe those are, maybe those are some players that'll be entering later, but yeah, Brian, it's hard for, it's hard for us to believe that that's it with two leaving. Yeah, I think there's going to be more leaving Auburn. Uh, I just see some positions where there are players that have been here two, three years that, you know, aren't really in line to play this year. And I think Auburn's going to be very aggressive when those players come available um, in the portal. And they've offered two offensive linemen. They've just offered a um, defensive end outside linebacker from uh, ULM named Anthony Campbell, who's 6'7", 277. Hmm. Well, that um, looks so. like a Jeffrey Emba replacement that's, um, right yeah. there. That's Bowden, isn't it? Yes. Is it? Yeah, Coach at ULM? Right. Yeah, 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 absolutely it is. Yeah. So I, I just um, – and as far as positions go – I think um, quarterback is going to be the number one priority, for sure. Uh, they've already offered two offensive linemen. They want to get one interior offensive lineman to compete there at that guard position. Mm-hmm. I, I think you. I think you wouldn't mind if you got two, but I mean, yeah, for sure they like one. And but, I think keep, well, keep in mind too, if, if someone who's played some tackle signs with Auburn, he could still be a. Yeah. He could still be in the mix at guard. Yeah, and and, and you know you look at Auburn's guard position right now. Uh, Connor Luce started the spring game. 
But Tate Johnson is there. He was a little banged up this spring. And see, that's the thing. Tate has, right. you know, just staying healthy could right. be a concern there. Uh, Jeremiah Wright w- was there, but was banged up this spring and didn't mm-hmm. do full contact. And then you got um, Cameron Stutz back. So you have four players for those two positions right now on your roster. But I, I think, um, you know, Connor Lewis probably projects his Auburn starting center next year after Avery Jones, you know, the transfer uh, from ECU, finishes up his eligibility. And they probably like to have another guard to come in there and compete. Um, you know, just to provide depth or maybe maybe a starting position. We'll see. Yeah, so offensive line, um, edge definitely rush, an edge. edge yeah. Yes, definitely um, an edge rusher, defensive end type, maybe two. Uh, they're really thin at that jet linebacker right now. thing is, everybody in the country is looking right. for those kinds those of players. Are, those guys are hard to find. They're, mm-hmm. they're premium players. They will demand a lot of attention and a lot of NIL-type monies. And then, um, and if I had, if I had to single out a position group or a spot on the team too, I would think in the front seven. Uh, if 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 you're not, I would even think maybe get the guys that aren't starters in your eyes right now could be could be looking at the you know there oh, there are guys there, that could yeah. leave. Yeah, yes. if, you're, if you think about you know places places where the the numbers could thin out. I think there could be linebackers and defensive linemen and defensive ends. If you're not in the first or second rotation, I'd say I'd be surprised when you don't leave. Right. And, and, I, and, I, and I think it also goes for, without knowing what kind of schools are after Jeffrey Emba or Chick Dawson, I would think the priority is, even if you didn't envision yourself as a group of five football player when you were in high school or when you first decided to go into college football, um, if, if, that's, if that's the opportunity that gets you on the field, like get out there and play, right? Like Chick, Chick Dawson needs to go you know, catch some catch some passes in his in his college yeah. football career. I mean, we we heard you know we, we'd hear every once in a while what a, you know what a great practice he'd had, what a great scrimmage he had. Yeah. caught the uh, caught you the know, pass in the had, had the biggest play there in the A day game. And if and if this guy has a good season at a Group of Five program, like if, if he if he goes out and looks as electric as it has been rumored, you know, he can look at times. Uh, if he wants to continue his college football career after that, uh, he could be a fourth-year senior graduate transfer. Uh, potentially, he could uh, go pro. Like, I mean, that those 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 possibilities are out there. But it's those those possibilities will probably not be out there if he is unable to play more than he's played the first couple of seasons of his college football career. And. We'd heard receiver before Chick Dawson went into the yeah. portal. I think Auburn really is looking for a couple of receivers. I, I mean, I, I count nine scholarship receivers with the Quavia Sori who's coming in the summer. Right. And, uh, you need more than that if you're going to ever try to play four. Yeah, and J.C. Hart uh, is probably going to get an early look at receiver, too. He's signed as a cornerback. Um, I, I think they want outside receivers. If they can find one or two guys that are explosive, guys that have speed, they will go after those guys for sure. Um, those are very important in Euphrase's offense. They're mm-hmm. very important in the RPO offense. So is, so is a quarterback that can run that offense. So, you know, if they can find some pieces like that, my projection for this team goes, you know, from a, you know, six, seven win team to maybe eight or nine, you know. Uh, but those are some, can be some tough pieces to find. We'll see how it goes. Now, one of the, one of the names we've been hearing more of, uh, it seems like the last few days, is uh, uh, Chance Nolan. The the Oregon State quarterback. Oh, I have not heard that one. Okay, that's yeah, apparently, he, he's already in the portal. Yeah, he I, he I believe yeah I believe. he went in the portal after DJ Uyagalele chose Oregon oh, State uh-huh. in the portal. He, and, he was Oregon State and starter. And I believe he's season. posted that uh, that that Auburn has contacted him. Okay, well I, yeah, that's one to watch. I, I think they're 
hoping, expecting maybe somebody else to jump in there that, you know, we haven't talked about yet or somebody maybe we have talked about. But yeah, and, the, and I could see them taking two possibly if, if the right situation occurs. Maybe if one guy has one year of eligibility and you get another guy who's younger and, and really talented, maybe you could take two. Yeah, Chance, uh, Chance Nolan is a uh, um, fourth-year player uh, originally out of Menifee, California. This past year, injured some, uh, 66 out of 111 for right at 60%, 939 yards. Uh, had more interceptions than touchdowns this past year. Had a had a strong, starter had a strong sophomore year. Yeah, twenty twenty one season. He was a uh, he was a sixty four percent passer, nineteen touchdowns to ten interceptions, eight and a half per attempt. Uh, the you know maintained the. Uh, uh yeah maintain the uh, the eight and a half per attempt uh, if you if you adjust for sacks and stuff i think it gets a little bit uh, lower in in his in his uh, 2022 season but this is a guy who uh, has experience has more experience than just about anybody else in the portal right now as a power 5 quarterback like that that's where i would say chance nolan and so it, you know what whether or not it's the kind of experience that I mean, maybe a coach could view the Oregon State situation and say, well, if this guy were around a better team, uh, he could be a more dangerous player than he was uh, with the Beavers. Um, he, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, you know, I, I don't know how he's viewed. Uh, yeah, I don't either, really. College football. He has been in the portal for a couple of months. I don't know if that's his choice or if that's the market, uh, you know, not necessarily swarming him. Uh, but like Brian's, or was it? Was it? Uh, yeah, well, there's been talk on on social media. I guess I, I mm-hmm. um, we we talked about him uh, weeks ago, just because. Yeah, just because he was a name in the portal, a yeah. quarterback that well, was in the portal. Let me give you an example of somebody that Auburn would jump on immediately if he went in the portal. Malik Murphy is at Texas. Right. He's just a redshirt freshman. He's six five, two thirty five, and can run. Uh, he had a terrific spring game. However, Quinn Ewers was named the starter. Ewers is a starter, and Arch Manning Arch is Manning also is there. there, right? Yeah. So, what future does Malik Murphy have at Texas? I don't know. Maybe he thinks he, you know, maybe he does. I don't. I don't know. But a guy like that, if he does jump into the portal, is a guy that Auburn could jump on right away and might come here and develop into a superstar. Interesting. Uh, did did uh, Dan? Did you? Uh, I know you were on with Doug a little earlier. Did you hear any of what what he was saying? About uh, quarterbacks earlier, Doug Doug Amos on the show, which you can hear uh, the Max Roundtable, which you can hear here on ESPN 106.7 uh, each day from from eleven to two. Doug said that he's hearing that Nick Saban's looking for a quarterback in the transfer portal, and I mean that's I that. yeah, that's pretty. I mean because th- there's been questions, you know, who's the guy there? I keep at thinking- Alabama. I keep thinking I'll I'll continue to to you know do you know what I'm about to say no the the guy that I've been rumoring to be Alabama's quarterback you want to use rumoring as a uh, as, oh, as a oh, word Talia yeah I keep thinking that uh, that that to his little brother is going to come back uh, after another after. guy that if he entered the portal would have a lot of interest are oh you, yeah. yeah are you kidding same me? with the Duke quarterback or the Tulane quarterback if, or if, if Talia Talia kid a, from Coastal from McCall can, graduated yeah, Talia graduated, I believe would yeah. be a graduate transfer and and could could go wherever he wants and after starting yeah, sort of like Devin Cambridge going back where yeah, he started and and after after the season he just had at Maryland like to me if if um, I mean maybe Alabama feels. Better about their internal options than I do, but well, if they're looking for a quarterback, I mean, you wonder. I don't know if they're just looking for an experienced backup, or they're looking for somebody to come in and and be the starter. I mean, Talia had a you know had a sensational uh, season at, at Maryland mm-hmm. with a couple of games in there. So so I, I would uh, 
I, I would think there's maybe a chance that that he, but but he he seems happy. He's posted, you know, that, that he's that he's content and not going to the portal. But I, that that's the guy I would think if if there's a a chance for Alabama. Man, you know, could, that could make, guys that like them, that, that makes say things like that and just wait to see <laughs> what they hear through the grapevine well, the offers yeah. might be? I mean, people, I mean, I mean why not? Why has, not? It stopped, has it stopped the Grayson McCall rumor mill? But absolutely that he, that he posted not. how happy he was at Coastal Carolina to you be back? You can get in the portal and go back to your school if you want to, too. Test the waters. Well, that's and, true. Yeah. But, I mean, there are ways now. And you're not supposed to, but there are ways where oh, yeah. you can find out without having to do the paperwork, yep. whether it's worth the effort of doing the paperwork. 334-321-1390. We need to get to our first break of the afternoon. Come on in and join us here on the Monday Drive. The Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews. And let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And John is up first. Hey, John. Hey, guys. I haven't had a chance to listen lately, so if you guys have covered these two topics, I apologize. But uh, it seems like baseball season may be slipping away. Do we have any ETA on Joseph Gonzalez, or is he pretty much on the shelf for the for the spring? And the other question I had was, did Matthew Cleveland visit Auburn this weekend? Uh, the transfer from Florida State and what's going on with Auburn basketball in the transfer portal. Yeah. That's really all I got. I appreciate your show. Appreciate appreciate yeah. it, John. Cleveland did not visit this weekend, but would not be surprised to see him visit this week. Yeah, I think everybody's trying to get him yes. in first. Yeah. That's sort of the, the big battle is who's going to get him in. I think Auburn should have a good shot. I know that a lot of the initial reaction from folks down in Tallahassee was they thought Auburn because that's who they felt they beat. Right. For, for his signature two years ago. Uh, now, but Michigan, I think, is, is really, really pushing. That's, that's probably the other school that I've heard for Cleveland. The most, yes. Yeah. Matthew Cleveland, uh, apparently a couple, a couple of schools that I would throw out there. Michigan was his runner up when he chose Florida State uh, out of high school. That's funny. Florida State thought Auburn was the runner-up. The, the, well, the so, some of the I, I, some of the news reports, I guess, had him at, because at the he time. didn't officially even visit Michigan. Right. I guess, I guess some folks thought that Michigan was the was the school that he you know they'd made a late push or whatever. The, uh, the there was an assistant who we we talked about uh, the, the oh yeah Charlton Young right mm-hmm. uh, C Y Young yeah you remember you remember Charlton oh yes of yeah so he was Very on talented. he was on Leonard Hamilton's staff when. Uh, when he was, I think he had more than a little to do with yes. his his decision to go to Florida State. He, he recruited Cleveland to Florida State. He's now at Missouri for Dennis mm-hmm. Gates mm-hmm. as associate head coach. So some folks think uh, that Missouri that. might might be in play uh, for uh, for him. And then I guess there, there's also a coach on uh, Indiana with deep ties uh, to a uh, Matthew Cleveland as well. So there are a couple of uh, a couple of big time programs that believe themselves to be in the shot. You know, let's th- let's throw Arkansas in there too, Bill. Yeah, might as well. They're they're going after everybody else. Arkansas's already added five players through yeah. the transfer portal. They're bringing in at least one more five star. Uh, it's just unbelievable what the job Eric Musselman and Arkansas have been able to do in the transfer portal. I mean, completely remaking their team. It seems like just about every year. But no, back to the original point. Yes, Auburn is definitely trying to get Matthew Cleveland in. 
I don't believe he's taken an official visit anywhere. If he has, it hasn't been publicized. He may have snuck into a place or two, but I don't think any official visits. Now to uh, to baseball and to the Joseph Gonzalez. Yeah. I didn't want to see. I didn't want to see Tremont Mark join an SEC team after the game. You remember? I mean, oh, yeah. saw, saw some of him in the second half. of the Auburn Houston <laughs> game, and yeah, he's, he's going to be uh, he's going to be in Arkansas next yeah. year. Um, we asked uh, Butch about Joseph Thursday before they went off to um, Alabama for that series. Uh, he said that he um, was examined by um, Dr. Andrews uh, on A-Day uh, last the Got previous a good Saturday. Report. N- yeah, no structural damage. Once again, that's the second or third time he's been examined, I think. Um, and that he had started throwing, and uh, they were trying to point toward the South Carolina series, which would be a week not this weekend, but the next weekend at South Carolina, they host Mississippi State this weekend. So if he can maintain uh, his health and not experience a setback or pain in that back shoulder area of his throwing arm, then uh, they're, they're pushing toward him starting against South Carolina. And that would be great because that is the seventh series. You had three more series right. after that, and then hopefully – Hopefully. An SEC tournament. Auburn, at, I think they're five and ten now. Yes, first half they, they need to get. They need to go. They wins. need to go. Yeah, I was going to say they need to go nine and six. Yeah, they need to make in the a second run. half. And uh, you know, you got a Mississippi State team that has been bad for most of this year, really, actually terrible for most of this year, but has now won, I believe, five of the last six. State is games. now, yeah, state is now five and ten, yeah. as is Auburn. Yeah. yeah. So this this is you know a really really big home series for Auburn. They need to play well. Yeah, appreciate the call, John. 334-321-1390. Don't forget, coming up in uh, less than 10 minutes, it's our Tiger Takes visit with, uh, speaking of Auburn baseball, uh, spending some time with Justin Kirby. Right, and, and this is, uh, I mean, it's 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 a league that keeps getting better, seemingly, in baseball. And, I mean, when we were looking at the RPI two weeks ago, it was coming out of the, going into the A&M series. We were looking at the RPI, and we had five of the top ten teams were 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 in five of the top ten were SEC teams, and that didn't include the Florida Gators, who were getting number one votes in the human polls. They they weren't uh, one of one of the top five, right. you know, one of the top five SEC teams or one of the top ten teams nationally in RPI, which tells you how good this. I mean, there it's are unbelievable how good the league is. I mean, there there are a handful of national championship contenders for the the, the College World Series. In the SEC right now. Oh, there's no question. I mean, and and you know that that's just from the top of the league, and it's worth pointing out the last team to get in last year was the Ole Miss Rebels. Yeah, who won the whole thing. Yeah, you know who showed that you know even if you're even if you're not they they got hot they got a pitcher and a, barely made just, it to the yeah. SEC tournament. Yeah, yeah. they so. they moved some guys around, moved they made their closer a starter, yep. and uh, everything clicked for them. Yep. That that's what happen. that's what Butch that's what Butch is still hoping right. you know can happen and we've seen you know glimmers here and there this past weekend let's face it you didn't want to lose that series you needed mm-hmm. to win that series but you got better pitching yes, you did. and and Auburn has shown that you know that they've been good swinging the bat all year until this until, past weekend right. if they can put things together you know and then get Joseph Gonzalez back maybe they'll be deeper than they than they would have been had they not had to go to some guys. And uh, Zach Crotchfeld's going to start for Auburn Tuesday against Sanford and Bark in the Park um, because he threw. I think it was Sunday, right? Yes. Uh, I would expect that this will be one of those uh, throw everybody an inning or two or, or inning and a half or something uh, type game for this bullpen, and then get everything set up to go host Mississippi State this weekend starting Friday. That's what we look like doing the show, right, Bill? Look up there, up there. Is that? Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Is well, this the same movie you've been watching? This is, yeah, this is, this is Robin and the Seven Hoods on TCM I didn't know right now. That's the right back right there, right? Yeah. yeah. Who's, who's that in the middle? That's Bing Crosby. That's Bing Crosby. I thought, you know, he, he just walked in for the That's scene. That's what I and, said. I didn't know he was in this. Yeah, Bing, Bing pops in for a special musical performance. Dan, likes, Dan likes the classics going doing while little, we're on the air. Doing a little soft shoe. Now, if there's an actual sporting event on, we'll watch that. But, you know, if it's if it's just argument shows well, on the Well, when ESPN you got, or, look, Frank Dean and Bing right there. Guys. Do you think those guys had a good time back in the 50s? You think? Oh, oh my goodness! Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've, hey, you think that was dangerous? Then? Yeah. <laughs> you, you think they had fun making this movie? I've, oh I've, gosh! I feel like that was the whole. I mean, the Rat Pack movies are were probably more fun to make than they are to watch. Like to be to be probably. completely honest, but they're probably having more. Probably fun. the 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 the, uh, the items that were being shot a while ago were were empty for a reason. Yeah. No, they're they're doing. Um, it's a uh, hundred. Uh, it's the hundredth anniversary of Warner Brothers uh, this month, so they're doing a lot of the classics from the Warner. Filmography on TCM, which is sort of what they do all the time. Anyway, yeah, yeah, pretty on, much on TCM. But I guess they are going pretty deep into the catalog and highlighting different actors and directors and and franchises that were a big part of uh, of, of Warner. And I guess some some new classics as well. But there's been some uh, some cool stuff of late there on uh, on on TCM, including some some Rat Pack movies today. All right, let's see a couple of other little tidbits from the day. We've been talking about the the portal and portaling and everything. Chance well, Westry. Has a home, has yeah. a new home. Uh, Syracuse. Yeah. Um, committed to them, I believe, today. Uh, so. Yeah, we, we'd said, don't be surprised if he winds up in the Northeast. Yeah, I'd heard, uh, what, both Pitt and St. John's had made plays for him as well. So, I mean, it's not too shocking to see him wind up a little bit closer to home. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening with Yoan, uh, who is uh, also in the portal from, uh, uh, from Auburn. There's been rumors that SEC schools have been interested in, uh, in, in Yoan Traor. So, so he's, he's someone to watch. Uh, moving forward, and uh, uh, yeah, and any anyone anyone else as far as familiar names, T.J. Bamba, I guess we we've talked about a little bit. He was the Washington State guard uh, that that Auburn had contacted early after he went in the portal. He's going to Villanova, uh, so uh, you know the, the cu- couple guys that Auburn had been linked to. Yeah, and it, and it seems like uh, Auburn and Quincy uh, Olivari have sort of moved yeah. apart. James Edwards from Syracuse, I, you know, I, he, he's just. He, went, he was the biggest name in the portal when he went in there. Double-double machine uh, from Syracuse. He's going to West Virginia to, uh, to play for uh, Bob Huggins. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. We'll talk with Justin Kirby on the other side. Tiger takes coming up. Stick with us here on the Monday Drive. Some more yardage on the drive. The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com here in the studio. And right now it's time for our weekly Tiger Takes segment brought to you by the Alsobrook Law Group. When you need legal assistance, call Zach. He's got your back. Or find him on the web at AlsoLaw.com. And once again, we're pleased to be joined by 
Auburn outfielder Justin Kirby here on the drive. Justin, how are you doing today? Great, guys. How are you? Doing pretty well. Loving the weather, man. It is great. Uh, just in, enjoy this while you can. Um, a, a another man, another tough weekend uh, up in Tuscaloosa. Got off to a good start Friday night. Yeah, uh, couldn't have asked for a better start. Um, we uh, we uh, put a pretty good thumping on them on Friday, um, and then yeah, the rest of the weekend I guess kind of didn't really go our way. It was a uh, I believe the Saturday game was four to two. It was four to one for a lot of the time. Right. Um, and then uh, Sunday, more of the same, and they kind of got away late. But yeah, and that uh, that wraps up the first half of SEC play. Um, and yeah, just to be pretty frank, we have our work cut out for us in the second half, and um, we. Uh, we know what we have to do, and now it's just kind of – you can only talk about it so much. You really just kind of need to go out there and, and do it, basically. Yeah, one thing that had been, you know, I, I think everybody was just sort of taking for granted, and uh, if, if you've never tried to hit a baseball with a bat, <laughs> it's really it's really difficult to take it for granted. But a lot of people watching think, well, you guys always, you know, you guys always score. You had 13 or 14 straight games where you scored at least five runs, but uh, it's, it's, it's more difficult than it appears. But, uh, I mean, you obviously have to credit, uh, some of the some of the Alabama pitching as well, but just uh, uh, it it was a struggle there on on Saturday and Sunday, and and sometimes it's it's crazy. It seems like that can sort of be contagious and and run through the lineup. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, um, you know, credit to Alabama pitchers. I mean, they uh, clearly had a plan that they executed. Um, it was it was a little unlike us, you know, offensively from the standpoint that we kind of got away from the, I guess, approach or mindset um, that has kind of made us so successful thus far. And, again, I mean, we didn't just forget who we are, obviously, but, you know, just kind of the nature of baseball, all it really takes is uh, it's such a game of just just minuscule adjustments um that you know for good or bad um that can kind of throw you off your game and you know it's a small sample size two games when you look at a entire season two games out of 56 but when uh these weekends have as, as strong implications as they do you kind of have to it's the team that will come out on top is basically the team that can put together as many good weekends as they can back to back to back. So it's kind of just at, at least understanding what we have to continue to work on. Um, and then obviously not just talking about it, but actually being about it. And, and, and resisting, you know, the, you know, giving into frustration or, or allowing, you know, that, that sort of thing to, to, to affect, uh, your your play, you know, that's that's one of the challenges of of being, uh, you know, an athlete, but especially I think a baseball player is, is finding a way to keep the the right frame of mind. And and I would uh, I, I would point to it was Saturday's game where where it felt like, and I, and I don't mean to be re- reductive about this, it felt like you guys ended just about every inning with a double play, 
right? And it just seems yeah. like sometimes sometimes that happens, and and you you can make adjustments, but you know it, it's it often it's just that's. Uh, you know, often it, it rains on your on your picnic, and and that that felt like what was going on Saturday it was just a, a star-crossed day at the plate mm-hmm. where every time Auburn could get, you know, it, it felt like Auburn was on the verge of getting something going. Uh, Alabama would find a way to turn two, and and I'd uh, you know I'd, I'd love to know sort of in in the dugout, you know, how you guys uh, process and, and fight through something like that. Yeah, I mean, star-crossed is a it's a good way to put it, and you know, it, it is kind of it was almost laughable at a certain point where I've, I've actually never seen so many, you know, just double plays back to back, like just every inning, it did feel like there was a double play. And I mean, it's star crossed in the sense where you hit a ball 105 miles an hour, but if it's directly at a guy, it's still an out. And in this case, it was two outs or however many times it happened. And, um, and I mean, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's, it's such a interesting and frustrating game, just in the sense that, it's very results based, but you can't ever get caught up in the result because then you kind of it changes your frame of mind. It changes how you approach your your next at bat, your next pitch. Um, so I guess to to answer your question is you can't really get too caught up in it. The the better of a team you are, the less you get caught up in you know that kind of stuff, and you just put your head down or keep your head up whichever way you want to look at it and just go to your next at bat and control you can control what you can control um and i think from our offense's uh point of view controlling what we can control means you know getting the pitch that we want to hit uh not letting our at bat get dictated by pitchers and you know when we get our pitch just hit it hard and Everything else is kind of out of your control to a certain extent, so that's really all you can do. Justin, I've, I've been watching baseball a while, not as not as long as some of the other guys in this room. I don't think I've ever seen a team end four straight innings with a double play like I like that that which I think is which I think Auburn had five in the game, and then the the, the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth all ended with with double plays. And like you said, uh, hard hit balls on some of them too. You know, these are these are things that could uh, with with you know it's a uh, with with uh, just a, a little more this way or that way, uh, you know, could have mm-hmm. could have sparked a big inning, and instead it, it turns into uh, exactly what Alabama needed uh, a couple of times on on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, um, baseball is such a it's such a funny sport like that. I remember a couple of years ago, I think um, in the big leagues, the hardest hit ball of the entire season, I think, was a it was a ground out by John Carlos Stanton. He it was actually a double play ball. He hit a ground ball at about 121 miles per hour, and it was a just routine-looking double play. And there's just only so much you can do. And uh, my dad and I, it's kind of become just a little bit of a joke uh, between the two of us at this point, but we're pretty big, uh, pretty big believers in the law of averages. And baseball is a law of averages where, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, all the times that, you hit a missile right at someone and ground into a double play, you know, maybe on the back end you, you get those cheap little hits that are about 20 miles an hour off the bat but just fall right over someone's head. And, um, again, that's controlling what you can control and let the hits come, but you can't really – the more you try to hit it around people, probably the less success you're going to have. Yeah, you're abs- you're absolutely right. Sometimes you wonder, all right, when's when's it going to go ahead and start 
averaging back out. But that's just that is just the way it is. Baseball is such a game of streaks. Um, I mean, uh, and 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 you're you're exactly right about that. I mean, one of the things you were talking about, we were we were talking about a, a little while ago before we had you on, Justin, and that was, yeah, the, the approach did seem it seemed like maybe guys getting a little anxious because uh, um, you know you didn't seem like working the count as much over the weekend as as we'd seen Auburn do, you know, before. I know that's something Gabe has has talked about and mm-hmm. talked about. Yeah. Um, Anxious could be one way to look at it. Uh, probably more from a like a hitter's perspective, we'd say a little bit of being in between pitches, kind of thinking about what the pitcher is going to do to you, as opposed to what you want to do is you know you want to hit the pitch that you want to hit, and when it's when it's there, hammer it. Um, but if it's not there, you know work the count. If you get to two strikes, that's when you start to battle. But up until two strikes and the way we're kind of taught and the, what we kind of preach is just like before two strikes, that at-bat is yours, and that at-bat is it's for a ball that you want to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I think we kind of we got away from that a little bit. Uh, maybe just that could just be trying to do too much, uh, wanting to get the – not necessarily just wanting to swing for the fences every time, but just – a lot, of, a lot of the guys do get kind of caught up and just – and I've been a victim of this many times. It's just you want to produce so badly, and you want – especially in a game where you're trying to get some momentum back, you want to be that guy that fires up a dugout. And it's, it's really impossible, really, to try to make things happen when they don't allow themselves to happen, especially in this game. So – and it's, it's just kind of – it's kind of counterintuitive. Like the more you try to make something happen, if it's if it's not aligned that way and it's not going to happen, it kind of works against you. We mentioned uh, jumping on them on on Friday, and uh, one of the bright spots for sure was the uh, uh, the performance on the mound by Tommy Vale. Yeah, yeah, it was it was exactly what we needed, exactly what we uh, talked about, and he was able. He was just he was just in complete control uh the entire time he was on the mound it was really fun to watch talking with auburn outfielder justin kirby as part of tiger takes here on the monday edition of the drive you've got mississippi state on saturday that's a team uh, that's uh, just about a, a season and a half removed from a national championship and a a, a perennial contender uh, here in the sec even if uh, they, they had a bit of a slow start to this year what can you tell us about the bulldogs um well i'm a uh... They're coming off a pretty hot weekend. They won a series against Ole Miss with the highest attended weekend in college baseball history. Um, like middle, so, of the, middle of the pack in Major League Baseball with 17,000 <laughs> folks in the house. Yeah, I'm sure the, the Oakland A's were just really jealous. <laughs> really? Uh, but, no, yeah, we're, uh, we're looking forward to uh, another weekend at home. Um and just getting back to, you know, what we can control. Uh, it's We're kind of looking at this as just a, it's a clean slate. It's a second half. Um, we know what we need to do. And it's, uh, again, it's just, there are no, there are no easy weekends in the SEC. Um, so we'll get to the scouting report on Mississippi State in a day or two. 
but you know just kind of staying on us and what we need to do to be successful yeah got another group of bulldogs coming in tomorrow night sanford coming in and uh as i was saying i mean baseball's a game of streaks that's what you need you need to just you know you guys just need to have something click where where you know all all the pieces fall in there for a game or so i think and just and and that's what you need but i think it's a great way to approach this mm-hmm. as that all right here you are first half is done uh just see what you can do here in the second half and get it going yeah you're uh that's the that's the beauty of the game it's just that you're always sometimes you're just in that bad away you're a mm-hmm. pitch away from just everything clicking and then I mean, I've been a part of a lot of teams where there's just there's nothing to cheer about, and then all of a sudden you just whatever just something happens, something clicks, and you just start rolling. And I mean, we have all the talent to do it, all the chemistry to do it. Um, I, I really am not going to be surprised when we just we will start rolling. Uh, everybody, you know, everybody's pulling for you guys. Uh, appreciate it. Again, Justin, thanks again. We, we, uh, really appreciate you, uh, joining us here on Mondays, regardless of how the weekend is gone. I know sometimes it's tough and it's tough for us too, uh, <laughs> at times, but, uh, but yeah, we appreciate it. Let everybody know how they can uh, follow you on social media. Uh, Instagram underscore Justin Kirby underscore Twitter at jkerbs 15. And yeah, thank you guys. I mean, I, uh, yeah, win, lose, or draw. It's always a awesome opportunity to come on here every Monday. I I love doing it. Uh, tomorrow is uh, Bark in the Park Day, yep. I believe, against mm-hmm. the Bulldogs. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, a lot of good looking dogs. Yeah, I was gonna say you uh, you dog guy, uh, uh, Justin. Uh, you you fan? Boy, yeah, yeah, definitely a dog guy. Should should be it. Bill was saying he's, he, we're a little worried. We can't take Dusty. Bill's got one uh, here here that we we probably can't take uh, to to the park. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Uh, the, the 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 part of the, the one you might eat his seat or something, uh, or 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 a couple of fans. <laughs> <laughs> but I love him. Oh man, Justin, thanks again. Best of luck to you this week, and uh, and we'll talk to you again next Monday. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it, guys. All right, Justin Kirby joining us. Tiger takes great stuff, Justin. Yep, proudly presented each Monday by the Alsobrook Law Group on the web at alsolaw.com. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Stick with us here on the Monday Drive. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, final segment here on this Monday afternoon. Our thanks to Justin Kirby for joining us. Yeah, and I mean, it's... Curbs. I was, you know, he enjoys doing it. We enjoy doing that. But it's tough when, man, it's been a struggle for the last few weeks. Well, no, and there are individual successes to ask him about. It was great. I mean, yeah. but, but, uh, but with, uh, you know, Tommy Vale's a first-year Auburn player transferring from, from TCU. Justin's a first-year Auburn player transferring in from Kent State. So I thought there'd maybe be a kinship there between mm-hmm. the uh, the first-year guys. And I'm sure Justin's happy to see any of his teammates succeed, but especially uh, Tommy had that, that great start 
on Friday, which is uh, man, know, Auburn really, really needed that. Yeah. I mean, just the, imagine, imagine the how the pitching weekend, this week. Yeah, imagine how the weekend plays out if Tommy has to get out of the oh, game a little wow. bit earlier because the bullpen was uh, leaking gasoline uh, there in the in, in the ninth inning, very nearly. Uh, you know, bases tying run was at the plate. Tying run was at the plate. It I mean, was eight four with the tie. Yeah. Well, yeah, with the tying run at the plate. How, how amazing is five double plays in one game like that? You rarely see a team. Yeah. You it's almost then you like team. take strike three. No, I mean, you don't want to do that. But he's he's right. You start thinking, oh no, we got to go the other way. I got to hit it in the air. And when you start thinking, trying to do that, you're you're pressing a little bit, and you're more likely to roll over and hit into he's, another double. He's, he's a professional, all right, and and it wasn't discussed with the players. But I listened to the last two innings of Saturday's game. Andy Burcham. I was watching did, did those. Not, Andy Burcham yeah. did not need to see another double play. There, the, uh, no, and, and I looked it up because I didn't want to get it wrong on, on the call with Justin. Sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Yeah. All ended Last with double innings, yeah. All yeah. ended with double plays for Auburn. Auburn and, hit into and, seven double plays, and there was a line the drive. And there was a line drive double sure. play earlier in the game. Five, five yeah. total in the game. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was tough, but again, like like we were saying, they got a chance to turn it around. They, you know, they'd like to win the game tomorrow against Sanford. I mean, that's not, it's not like well, they have to win it to to win the series or anything this weekend. But it'd be great for them just to, you know, build some confidence. They've got a four game set here, all at home, starting with the game tomorrow night. Brian, before we run out of time, just uh, talk talk about what all's going on there at AuburnSports.com. Well, we'll be following the football transfer portal and basketball transfer portal closely, incoming and outgoing. Um, baseball, of course, softball. And is, uh, is, 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 any, is anybody the the portal guy with you guys, or is everybody just sort of? Everybody's just trying. That's to help what I out, thought, right? You know, because it does it kind of falls between being the recruiting guy and the team guy, right? Sure. In some ways, so yeah, we all try to pitch in there. And, you know, uh, just regular football recruiting is going on, too, and that's very important. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw it on Twitter, but uh, Marcus Davis, our wide receiver coach, went down to Central Phoenix Mm -hmm. City. Today was the first day coaches could be on the road. I forget the exact number, but they have a certain number of visits total the staff can do over, I think it's around six weeks or so. So, you know, there's not – you don't have to designate like a certain – you know, a couple of weeks that you're out, you can spread it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple. You definitely of guys. want your presence to be felt immediately, yeah, early yeah. on, for especially for your top guys. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Cam Coleman is a. She, he's not a five star in rivals, but he, he should be. A he's five-star. another another outstanding receiver yeah. from Central. Maybe the top player in the state for 2024, and, and certainly a very, very top Auburn and, and target. What, what it could mean, you know, not just in 2023 or 2024, if Auburn were to build a fairly successful pipeline and start getting the Central Phoenix City players more consistently. I mean, that that would be a... I mean, when you think about the players that have come out of that school the last 10, 15, 20 years, I know you're not going to get... You know, you're not going to be able to count on it, but to, to get more of them would be important. Oh, it would be nice, but it, it, it has been tough throughout history. It has. Regardless of how good a recruiter but you have in place. If but you go back just 10 years... You can't give up. Players didn't leave the state if Auburn Alabama wanted them, and that's no. changed. And that's the, one of the biggest things Auburn has to do with this new staff is get back in control of in-state recruiting. And you'd say, well, there's a former Auburn player coaching at Central Phoenix City. Maybe that would help. That's been the case before, and it didn't. Well, yeah. you know, I think a lot of that, though, is on Auburn, not on, not on Central Phoenix City. I, I agree. Job.